This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Jimmy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. Um, I'm really excited. We're starting to get some good traction with this podcast. Um, We've been getting some really good feedback. Some uh, listeners have been leaving some great reviews, and we've actually been getting some questions that have been submitted to us, which is great. Um, I encourage any of you, I mean, if there's something that you want to know more about and it involves equine nutrition, um, please feel free to submit your questions to us. Um, I'd be more than happy to answer them um, in an episode because if if it's something that you're wondering, I'm sure there's others out there that are wondering as well. Um, so let's get things started with, um, I'm going to play a little audio clip uh, from a customer who actually submitted a question. Hello, I was just listening to your podcast on Cushion's disease, and I have um, an older gilding that is pre-cushionoid, and um, you had mentioned about adding omega-3 fatty acids to the diet, and I was wondering how much um, maybe the DHA and EPA um, in milligrams perhaps would help, but some give me if you could give me some guidance on what your recommendation would be on um, how how much omega threes he should be getting. I have read that fish oil is actually the best source. Um, studies show that uh, the fish oil is the best source for the omega three fatty acids, and so maybe you could confirm that for me too. There are several products out there, and I'm trying to figure out which one to purchase. Thank you very much. I want to thank that listener so much for submitting that question. Um, it really is is a great question. Um, you know, so a couple different parts. Number one, you know, as I had talked about on a previous episode around Cushing horses, you know, why why are omega threes beneficial to those horses? So the quick answer to that is just. Um, Omega-3s have actually been shown, so specifically um, EPA and DHA have um, anti-inflammatory properties, number one, that are going to be beneficial for these horses. Because if you think about Cushing's horses, that's typically your aging population. And so those horses have just um, some general you know, pain and stiffness and soreness that they might be dealing with just because they are geriatric. Um, but then more importantly, those omega-3s are actually really helpful at improving or increasing the insulin sensitivity of Cushing's horses. And with Cushing's horses, um, that, you know, that hormone response is very important. And uh, making sure that that horse responds to insulin appropriately um, is, is important. So if you add omega-3s to the diet, uh, research has actually shown that those omega-3s can help that horse uh, monitor and deal with and be more sensitive to uh, the insulin concentrations in their blood. Now, the second part of the question was, you know, what's the right amount to feed? Um, And so, you know, generally what I like to look for is um, I like to provide both EPA and DHA, and I like to shoot for something that's around you know, 5.25 to 5.2 grams per day of EPA. So in milligrams, that would be, you know, 5,200 milligrams 
per day of EPA. And then I kind of like to target uh, 3.5 grams of DHA or 3,500 milligrams of DHA. Um, but, you know, it's, it's certainly safe uh, to go above that. And if all you can do is a little less than that, you know, you're certainly not going to do any harm. So those are just kind of the general um, amounts that I shoot for. Uh, the particular product that I like that you can easily hit those amounts with is called Fish Oil Factor, and it's made by Stride Animal Health. So, um, you know, you can jump on the website and look up more information around that particular product. But let's dive in just a little bit deeper into, you know, these omega-3s in general. Okay, so horses commonly receive omega-3 supplements. Um, people feed them in order to benefit, you know, the horse's just overall health, uh, their performance, and their outward appearance. But I think that, you know, relatively few people really understand the differences among omega-3s. And I think um, most people don't realize what they should be looking for when they are actually adding omegas to the diet. Uh, for instance, some omegas are anti-inflammatory, while other omegas are pro-inflammatory, okay? Uh, some omegas are really easy for the body to, to use, while others actually have to undergo a conversion process. Um, that could actually leave the horse with, I mean, less than 10% of what you actually intended to provide to that horse, okay? So when it comes to omega fatty acids, I mean, there's really uh, a lot more to consider than what people initially think of. So let's start off with, you know, what, what are omega-3 fatty acids, okay? So omega-3 fatty acids are um, a type of fat that's essential for optimum, optimum health. Okay, so all so both omega three and omega six we call them essential fatty acids because uh, the body has to obtain them from the diet. The body cannot make those omegas on their own. Okay, so omega threes are helpful because they are the ones that have the anti-inflammatory properties, which basically means that they help the body uh, clear inflammation in a in a natural manner. Okay. So this can be helpful in horses that are maybe dealing with arthritis or joint pain or maybe just some general soreness uh, from daily exercise or daily travel. Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I point out travel because I think that sometimes people forget how much uh, work it is for a horse to stand in the trailer while you're moving down the road. Okay, I mean, we as humans get to hop in our pickup and close the door and, you know, throw our seatbelt on and, and recline our seat. And if you're the passenger, right, you take a nap <laughs> and it can actually be somewhat relaxing. Okay, we, there's not a lot of physical effort that goes into us sitting in a pickup driving down the road. Well, your horse is a completely different story. Okay, so back there, your horse has to keep tension on his muscles because he has to be pre prepared for whatever may um, may happen. All right, he doesn't know when you're turning left or turning right or when you're about to have to slam on your brakes because someone cut you off. Um, you know, there's all of these things that go on that cause him to have to stabilize his body. And so the, you know, the whole time your horse is back there, his muscles are working, his body is working, and that puts a lot of stress and a lot of strain on him. 
Okay. So then when you actually get to the show, you unload and you saddle up and you go perform or, or do whatever you're going to do, or maybe you stick them in a stall, uh, you know, whatever it is, but he's already had one heck of a workout just getting there. Um, and, and I think sometimes we forget about that. So omega-3s uh, added to the diet can actually be really beneficial for our performance horses that are having to travel so much. Um, you know, and I say omega-3 fatty acids, uh, they are generally uh, preferential to omega-6s uh, because omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. Okay. So inflammation is the body's natural and very normal means of dealing with things like those strenuous workouts or, you know, those long trailer loads, or maybe they have a heightened immune response to, to, uh, something that they're faced with, or maybe they're, they're dealing with an infection. Okay. Omega sixes are important for that inflammation process that happens in all of those situations. Um, so both types of fatty acids, um, they play a very important role within the body. So you would never want to eliminate um, omega sixes, you know, I think sometimes I, I hear people say, well, I want to eliminate all omega sixes from my horse's diet. Okay. Well, number one, that's not possible. Uh, and then number two, the body does need omega sixes. Again, it's an essential fatty acid that must come from the diet and the body has to be able, um, to have, to, to have those inflammatory processes. They just need to be used in the appropriate manner. Okay. So when I say it's not possible to eliminate omega-6s from the diet, uh, that's because the equine diet just naturally supplies uh, plenty of omega-6s, okay? So there's a lot that just naturally occurs within the diet. So that's from hay, from grass, from, you know, whatever, you know, feed you might be feeding your horse as far as a grain or a, a concentrate or a supplement goes. Okay, so if if you are going to add omega-3s to the diet, um, since the horse already is consuming a lot of omega-6s, it's best typically to look for supplements that are really high in those beneficial omega-3 fatty acid forms. So you may be thinking, okay, I need omega-3s, but what omega-3 is best? Um, or maybe you don't realize there are multiple kinds of omega-3s. Um, omega-3s actually come in a lot of different forms. Uh, the four most common Forms that are used in the equine diet are ALA, EPA, DHA, and ETA. Okay, so I I just use the acronyms on those because they are very long words, <laughs> but I will spell out uh, the full name for each of those omega threes in the show notes so that you can go check it out if you want to. But um, each of these omega-3s is going to vary um, in their chemical structure. So when I say that, what that means is, you know, they're going to have um, a, a different number of carbons, you know, different length of chains. Uh, they might have, you know, single bonds versus double bonds or the location of those bonds. So they're, they're all going to vary just a little bit. And each of them are going to serve a different purpose within the body. So even though they are all considered omega-3s, they're all going to work just a little bit differently. So let's start with ALA. Um, in order to benefit from the anti-inflammatory effects, um, the body actually has to convert ALA into EPA and DHA forms. So the unfortunate part is that that process is really inefficient, Okay. So the research shows that that less than five to ten percent may actually 
um, of that ALA may actually be getting converted over to EPA and DHA forms. Okay, so the body just doesn't do a good job of turning ALA into those anti-inflammatory forms of omega-3s, the EPA and DHA. So what happens is the majority of that ALA actually ends up being used by the body um, just simply as a source of calories. Okay. So, um, and when I say a source of calories that, you know, that would be, you know, think of those as, you know, your cool energy calories. Okay. So it's energy for the horse. Um, but which, uh, fat, just think of, think of ALA as being a really good source of fat. Okay. Um, so ALA is typically sourced from plants. So your most common forms would be, or uh, your most common sources would be flaxseed, uh, chia seed, hemp, uh, you know, there's some oils out there. So, you know, like camelina oil, canola oil, you know, soybean oil is going to have a little ALA. Um, all of those plant sourced uh, components would, would be able to provide um, some ALA and provide a good source of calories. Now let's talk about EPA. Okay. So the body uses EPA as it is. You, it doesn't have to convert it to anything else. So that's what makes it such a preferred form of omega-3s in the horse's diet. Um, EPA's main purpose is to produce um, uh, eicosanoids. So basically those help reduce inflammation within the body. Um, and then the most common places that you'll find or the best way to provide EPA is through marine life. Okay, so fish oil um, is going to be your most common source, or maybe you might have find a krill oil supplement out there. When it comes to DHA, okay, that's the third one. The body is going to also use DHA as is, um, which means, you know, again, no conversion process is necessary. So that means DHA along with EPA is going to be a preferred form of omega-3s. So DHA is really effective in supporting proper brain function and mental health. Okay. It's actually, it's estimated that approximately 8% of the brain is made up of DHA. Okay. So to me, that's, you know, that's a really important component, you know, for young horses uh, that are in training um, for, you know, these horses that are, you know, you just, you need that mental sharpness, you need that mental alertness. Um, I mean, making sure that you're providing those those omega threes in that diet could really help those horses that might be struggling, uh, maybe just a little bit in those areas. So again, um, the best places to the best place to get DHA uh, is the same as EPA. Okay, so fish oil, krill oil. You know, your marine sources are are going to be the best there. And then the fourth one is ETA. Okay, so ETA is sourced from the New Zealand green-lipped mussel. Um, ETA is really effective at reducing systemic or total body inflammation. Uh, in fact, uh, some studies have shown that it, it may actually be up to 300% more powerful in reducing inflammation within the body than the EPA and DHA forms that I mentioned before. Okay, so ETA is uh, especially helpful for uh, arthritis and general body stiffness or soreness. Okay. So I actually did, um, a, a fairly in-depth, uh, webinar that explains ETA, um, and, and what it does for the body, you know, how it's sourced. Um, ETA is relatively 
new to horses in the United States. Okay, so horses in you know New Zealand, Australia, Europe, um, they've been using ETA and and the New Zealand green lipped mussel for you know a fair amount of time with some really great results. But horses in the United States um, haven't really had access to it yet. So it's it's kind of a novel and a new omega three that I think is going to start um, garnering a lot more attention as as time goes on. Um, and if you do want to catch that webinar, just go to bluebonnetfeeds.com, click on the webinars tab, and uh, you can find that webinar there. It's it, I think it's called um, New Zealand Green Lip Muscle Support for Horses. So okay, let's talk about. Um, you know, when you might use each of those omega fatty acid um, within the body. So there are certain situations where some forms might be better suited than others. So let's think about it this way. If, if you're just looking to improve the horse's body condition, you just want to improve that overall bloom, or you want to put a really nice shine on your horse's coat, okay, just reach for your plant-based omega fatty acids, okay? So that would be your ALA forms, um, those kind of, of supplements or those ingredients in those in feeds, uh, you'd, you'd want to look for things like flaxseed, uh, chia seeds, hemp, um, camelina oil, canola oil, soybean oil. You know, all of those are going to provide um, really good amounts of, of calories and good fat sources. Okay. And again, you, you are going to get um, those benefits, some anti-inflammatory benefits. Just keep in mind, they are not, um, the body again has to convert the ALA to get to the EPA and DHA. So the anti-inflammatory effects that you get out of those plant-sourced forms of omega-3s are not going to be as powerful as the anti-inflammatory effects that you're going to get out of your marine-sourced. Okay, so, you know, your fish oils and your New Zealand green-lipped mussel. So if you're looking maybe to support uh, proper brain function, uh, mental stability, or um, supporting intestinal health, okay, so helping kind of with those anti-inflammatory effects of the intestinal lining, um, those in those situations, you, you would definitely want to lean on the EPA and the DHA forms of omega-3s. Okay, so again, those would be your fish oil, um, krill oil would be another example and then if you're really wanting to target that uh, joint health, the arthritis, or, you know, the just overall body pain or stiffness, maybe in, you know, your, per your performance horses, obviously, but then also your geriatrics, so your senior horses that are dealing with this process called inflammaging, right, where there's just chronic low-grade inflammation within their body, okay? So in those situations, I would lean more on the ETA forms of omega-3 fatty acids, which you can find from the New Zealand green-lipped muscle. And then, you know, just keep in mind, um, don't simply look at the total amount of omega-3s. Uh, be sure that you really understand the differences in how those omega-3s work, okay? So it's important, um, you know, to know, for example, like with ALA, we know that that plant source form of omega-3 um, has to be converted into EPA and DHA before it can be used by the body effectively for anti-inflammatory effects. So if you're wanting to feed something for its anti-inflammatory properties, you know, lean on something like fish oil or New Zealand green lip muscle. Um, 
you you don't want to rely on you know your flax seed or your chia seed uh, to be that perfect source as an anti-inflammatory. Now it may have a really high number of total omega threes, but it's not taking into account how the body utilizes processes and has to convert those omega threes to actually get into a usable form. So to to kind of um, put a little bow on that. Um, a study at CSU actually looked at comparing omega-3s from ALA, so they looked at flaxseed, compared to omega-3s from EPA and DHA, so marine-sourced EPAs, or I'm sorry, marine-sourced omega-3s, okay? So basically, they looked at flaxseed compared to fish oil and algae. And what they wanted to know was, you know, does the fatty acid composition in this in the synovial fluid, so the joints, okay, they looked at the joint fluid, and then they also looked at uh, prostaglandin E2, which is a hormone that helps the body uh, regulate uh, inflammation, okay, or regulate that inflammatory response. So basically, these researchers are saying, okay, we feed flaxseed, or we feed fish oil, or this algae, okay, we've got omega-3s coming from both sources. Does it matter? Do those omega-3s make it into the joint fluid? Do those omega-3s make it into the plasma? The same in both sources. Interestingly, they found that they are not the same, okay? Only the horses that were supplemented with the marine-sourced omega-3s had detectable levels in their joint fluid and in their blood plasma. So this tells us that the best way to provide omega-3s to a horse um, assuming that your goal is to reduce uh, inflammation and support those joints, okay, the best source is actually a marine-sourced omega-3. So again, that would be something like fish oil or the New Zealand green-lipped mussel. So another question, um, you know, like like the listener uh, who who asked the question at the beginning of the episode, you know, how much does a horse need? Okay. The problem when it comes to omega-3s and determining exactly how much a horse needs is there is no current recommendation set forth by the National Research Council uh, for the daily requirement of omega fatty acids in horses, okay? So as a nutritionist, I don't have just a set number that I can open my NRC manual and look at and say, okay, horses need you know, this many grams or this many milligrams of omega-3 or omega-6 on a daily basis. Um, human nutritionists suggest that, you know, a total diet would, would ideally contain, um, an omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acid ratio of around four to one or less. Okay. So that means, you know, there would be four parts omega-6 to one part omega-3 in the total diet. Okay. So that, you know, that may serve as kind of a good general target for horses as well. Um, you know, so I mean, if if we can keep a horse's diet anywhere from four to one, five to one, six to one, um, you know, that's that's probably a pretty a pretty good range. Um, so it, just keep in mind that you know the horse's diet is already really high in omega sixes. So when you are going to provide a supplement, it's best to choose those that have a ratio where the omega-3 um, is higher than the omega-6, okay? Because the, if the diet is already naturally high in omega-6s, what we need to do to close that gap is to provide more omega-3s. Now, just kind of a general rule of thumb that I like to use 
is um, when I'm looking at a supplement to add to the horse's diet, I like to look for one that has um, two times more omega-3s than it does omega-6s. Okay, so I'm kind of inversing that ratio so that I make sure that I get a lot more omega-3s in that diet than I am adding omega-6s. Okay, so that kind of helps um, offset that gap a little bit. Um, the supplements that I typically lean on are, um, you know, if I'm wanting to provide, um, some supports, uh, let's say I've got a horse that I, I think is dealing with some intestinal distress, maybe has some intestinal inflammation going on, um, you know, or those young horses in training and I'm wanting per to help provide them with just a little bit of a mental advantage or, you know, just kind of, uh, greasing the wheels just a little bit, uh, between their ears, I might lean on something called fish oil factor. Okay. That's a supplement by stride animal health. The reason I go there is it has, um, EPA and DHA forms. So again, those are the two forms that the body needs and requires and can use, um, easily. Um, the other nice thing about fish oil factor is, um, it's, it's very palatable to horses. Okay. So I don't know if any of you have ever tried to, um, get your horse to eat straight fish oil, but they don't like the taste of it or the smell of it. All right. And so it's hard to get them to eat it. Uh, but we know how healthy and beneficial it is for them. So this particular supplement, this fish oil factor, um, actually uses a flax seed and rice bran base um, to mix that fish oil into along with um, some really nice flavorings that kind of mask that fishy smell and that fishy taste. And so horses eat fish oil factor really well. So it's, it's a highly effective way to provide some really good omega-3 benefits. Um, that particular product is, I think, 30% fat. So it's a good source of cool energy calories. It can really help put on a bloom and a shine on a horse. Um, plus, you get all of those benefits from the omega-3s. So really a cool supplement. And then if I am wanting to... Um, you know, if I've got a horse that I maybe am targeting uh, their joint health or they maybe they have arthritis, maybe they are, uh, you know, a senior horse. For those horses, um, I typically will uh, rely on ETA forms. So I like a supplement called Rewind from Stride Animal Health that contains the New Zealand green-lipped muscle. Um, and that particular product, um, actually, so both of those products contain twice as much omega-3 as they do omega-6s. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I guess another thing that maybe is crossing your mind or, or crosses a, a, a few people's minds is, can you overdo it? Right? Like, can you feed too much omega-3s? Um, so researchers at CSU actually showed that you can feed up to 10 grams or 10,000 milligrams of EPA or DHA, and you're st it still is perfectly safe. Um, in fact, they found that those levels were incredibly effective, uh, particularly if your goal is to control systemic inflammation. Okay. And then um, 1,000 milligrams per day of ETA uh, has been shown to provide a really excellent response for horses that are dealing with arthritis. But again, uh, you know, research that's been done at higher levels has also been shown to be effective. So, you know, omega-3s are something that, you know, the body can always use. And so far, um, there doesn't appear to be 
a real major risk for providing it at those really high levels. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I say a lot of times, you know, don't over supplement, don't over supplement, you know, um, don't overdo it. You know, there are things that you can, can cause problems in ratios. You can throw out a balance, et cetera, um, with nutrition. But I think omega threes might be, you know, that one area of nutrition where more actually might be better. Okay. So, um, I think you'd be really hard pressed to provide too much omega threes in the diet. Um, there, at least so far, there's, there's not any evidence so far that has been shown that that you can um, reach toxic levels or have any kind of real negative effect if you were to feed, you know, two or three X label recommendations of an omega-3 supplement. So, you know, if if you suspect that maybe your horse is in need of a specialized nutrition program, or if you um, you know, want some help figuring out which is the right omega-3 for your particular situation. Um, or, you know, if you just want a general nutrition consult, um, we, Blue Bonnet Feeds actually offers those for free. Um, we have, uh, we have PhD nutritionists on staff. We have a, a team of, of very knowledgeable nutrition consultants who are, are more than willing to help you, you know, help review your horse's diet, um, help you, walk through what you've been doing, what your goals are, and really kind of help um, fit you into the the diet or the supplement program that would maybe best fit your needs. So if you're interested in that, uh, just go to bluebonnetfeeds.com. There's a tab called Nutrition Consult on the homepage of the website. Just click that tab and, and that'll get you started. And then uh, just before we wrap up, um, I want to uh, encourage you guys to submit questions. If there are questions or topics that you have that you would like me to discuss on this uh, podcast, please email them to info at acbluebonnet.com um, or jump on the bluebonnetfeeds.com website and uh, click the contact us button. That'll get you uh, to the right place as well. So I would love to to start answering questions that that you guys are interested in. So I want to thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.